Welcome to part two of the Tech Diplomacy podcast. Now you will hear more from our guest Gerard de Graaf, the senior envoy for digital to the US in San Francisco. He will talk about the Silicon Valley Bank and the call to pause AI development. This week we have seen that close to 2000 people have signed a letter here in the Valley saying that they want to pause the development of artificial intelligence. Well, I think the the first thing is is it is almost unimaginable how fast the developments in AI are, are going. I mean, until like four months ago, I had never heard of ChatGPT. I, I think many of, of the listeners will not have heard of ChatGPT. And I think now the whole world is aware of ChatGPT. Within two months, they had more than 100 million users. It took Facebook more than four years to get to 100 million users. So we're talking here about uh, an absolute like paradigm shift not to be underestimated. I think if we look back in five or ten years' time, I think we'll come to the conclusion that, say, in 2022, beginning 2023, there was a, dr- a drastic acceleration of technological development in AI. So this goes very fast. Companies, these are big companies that are investing massively in AI and they're competing, of course, to get their AI into the market first. So you, you see a bit of like an arms race in AI, these these what are called large language models are being pushed out very, very quickly into the market. And, and that then raises the question, are these technologies mature? Are they safe? Uh, and I think it's a fair point that be made in that letter that kind of, of course, when you move so quickly, you probably don't have enough time to to think through all the consequences of what the technology can bring. And I think what we know about technology is that it can be used for good by good people. It can be used for bad by bad people. We see tremendous upside, tremendous opportunities for kind of AI and in this case, generative AI to make our lives better, to help us address climate change. We were already using a lot of the AI in our daily lives. We might not even realize, Uh, for example, when we, we, we have our GPS. I mean, if you go from A to B, uh, I mean, we use um, AI to get us there with, with kind of the apps that, that are downloaded on your, on your iPhone or on your, your device. So what should be done? I think, we, I mean, these companies need to think very, very carefully about also the risks of the technology and how to mitigate those risks. So there's a clear responsibility for these big companies because they're all big companies to think and and act and 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 limit the risks as much as possible it is inevitable that we 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 bring some governance to this system again this is a technology that cannot be left in the hands of companies alone because the implications for our societies for our economies are so far reaching in many respects i mean again the good but also the bad the disruptions, think about the labor market, what will happen there. This needs to be debated and decided in our democratic systems, in our parliaments, in our executives, in in our governments. Uh, This, of course, takes time. Maybe the positive thing is that the European Union has a a a legislation, a bill in negotiation at the moment in the European Parliament and in the Council. So this is a good opportunity to take into account these kind of risks and, 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 and kind of regulate 
these risks, but but much more will be needed because this is such a dramatic transformation, I think, of the way our societies work in the future as this, this technology spreads across our economies, across, across our societies. This will raise many, many, many issues. And I think as a, as a society, as a humanity, we really need to make sure that the, uh, the, the technolo technology works for good and is not used uh, to, uh, for example, spread massively disinformation or in other ways like harm uh, the interest of people and, and harm the interest of society. So I think the call is welcome um, and, and, and we need to act on, on the call. And, and, and I think the European Union with the AI Act in negotiation, in kind of in advanced negotiation, hopefully an agreement before the end of the year, the European Union has the opportunity now also to shape the, uh, the, the, the kind of the regulatory framework that, uh, that should be put around uh, technologies like AI. You make some great points here. This leads me to the recent bank collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, which came as a shock for many of us. Well, on this particular case, I think it's, uh, I mean, the Silicon Valley Bank is, uh, I mean, that's the engine of the Silicon Valley ecosystem. And so this is, I think it's, it's not just any bank, it is the pump of the, of the innovation system here in Silicon Valley. So what happened to Silicon Valley Bank is, is a shock. I mean, I'm, and I think some people are still in disbelief here in Silicon Valley that it, it actually could happen. And I think now that we get some more information about how the bank was run, I think, the, I think it's clear that there's been mistakes made in terms of risk management, in terms of investments. And, and then combined with the, I mean, this is a small world again, where people know each other. I mean, the venture capital industry, of course, know each other. There was a problem with uninsured deposits. I mean, lots of, I mean, people putting lots of money into the bank and, and more than 90% was not insured if, if the bank would go under. So it may be not a surprise with hindsight that panic kind of ensued. And, 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 and then, of course, with the social media, this, 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 I mean, went so quickly, kind of the old, Bank runs, I mean, took much longer. This was a bank run like in one day. I mean, more than $40 billion was, was kind of uh, transferred out of, out of the bank and, and creating massive liquidity problems. And that just then doomed the bank. So, so there's lessons to be learned here. But I mean, in general, I think it, it is, it's kind of things are moving so fast with technology. Uh, I think we all as a society, and that of course is a challenge also for policymakers and for kind of governments, because governments don't move that fast. If we come with rules and regulations, I mean, they need to be debated in a democratic process. You can't just do these things overnight. It's complicated. So that kind of gap between technology kind of, kind of getting into our lives, into our societies, and, and then kind of putting what the US calls kind of guardrails around it so that it works safely and it protects. That, that is kind of a, a unique challenge that policymakers are facing. And, 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 and it, it means that kind of we probably need to slow down a little bit the technological deployment, I mean, particularly like these technologies like AI, think a bit more and, and governments also need to speed up their, their actions a bit. So, so it's a combination of, of both. And, and, and we as citizens... I think we need to become better informed about these technologies. I mean, not everything can be, we can't regulate risks away. We can kind of limit them, but I think it's very important, particularly with AI again, there's, I mean, AI is 
is not a silver bullet. It's not going to give us necessarily always the accurate answer to, to a question. So you need to have a critical mind, not just kind of take everything that comes out of a machine or out of software for granted. You, you need to continue to be critical of, of the information that, uh, that is being uh, served to you. Uh, it might be disinformation, it might be a fake, it might be based on poor quality data. So, so there's an important responsibility, I think, for all of us to be digitally literate and, and, and kind of critical. I so much agree, Gerard. And uh, some say that AI is the new internet and that we will, this is sort of the future for us. And I, I certainly believe that, but I'm also happy on the other side that uh, it's only the humans that has the brain and we need the brain to, <laughs> to, to function. And, and, and that is something that technology cannot fix for us, I think. Still, we are the only ones that can think and that we cannot find in technology yet. Absolutely. No, I think the, I mean, let's make use of technology. It can make our lives a lot easier. And so it is never going to be either or. I mean, and we need as humans, we need to decide how we want to use technology in our lives. And we will always have the creativity, the ingenuity, the kind of the, 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 the I mean, the emotional intelligence and all of these things. So as long as we kind of stay in control, and I think that's the, bit of the issue that we, particularly with like generative AI is that kind of I mean it cannot always be explained why the AI system is um, kind of giving uh, particular answers I mean we, we, even the ones who've developed the AI don't really understand why the AI system is is kind of arriving at certain conclusions or doing certain things and I think that take uh, kind of transparency understandability of like is, is really important so that we as humans remain in control and that that, that AI works for us and, and, and it's not like AI kind of telling us what to do or dictating our lives exactly before we round off this session I just want to ask you one thing why why is this uh, new regulation and the role of the government in this area so important for us as the daily users of technology? Well, I think it's it's important and, and we should we will all notice and we should all notice differences. And, and one of the differences is the internet should be safer. There should be less illegal content, less kind of uh, terrorist content, child sex abuse material, less illegal hate speech. So it, it should become a more positive experience i mean less gender violence or i mean less bullying on the internet i mean we don't have the i mean we're not we are idealistic but we don't have kind of the expectation that there will be no problems of course there will be problems still unfortunately i mean because human beings aren't all good and not always kind of motivated to do good but we need to kind of make the internet a lot safer than it is today whilst at the same time maintaining and, and strengthening our fundamental freedom so our freedom of speech we should be able still to say we don't agree we think this minister or that minister he doesn't understand you might even want to use a word like he's an idiot if you want to that's perfectly acceptable because that's the way our democracies work you should be able to speak your your mind but but there is of course there's a kind of a, a line between what's acceptable and then what, what becomes illegal when you start threatening people or you, 
you call for violence, that that is not acceptable. So we should all experience a, a more positive internet in the years to come. If it comes when it comes to to the market situation, I gave a few examples. I mean, you will have more choice if you have a device like an iPhone. You should be able to download apps from whatever store, and and you will have a probably wider choice while still being fully secure and your privacy protected. If you have like a uh, a messenger service, you you use WhatsApp for example or Signal. In the future, it should be possible to send a message from one system to another system. If we call somebody up on the phone, it doesn't matter whether on what provider you you have. I mean, I can call up anybody from my phone to to anybody else who has a a phone. But with messenger services, I cannot send a message from WhatsApp to Signal users, for example, or vice versa. That should be possible in the future, in the same kind of safety and with the high levels of encryption that we know today. And there are many more examples. So th- th- you will see that the the markets that that are kind of quite dominated by a limited number of players, there will be more players coming into that market. There will be more innovation. There will be more choice, and and that's only good for 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 the users, for for the consumer. So that's what we expect to see in the years to come. And and I mean, I think we that's what we are now working towards. That that those kind of benefits, those kind of opportunities are also kind of going to uh, to present themselves in, uh, in 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 our daily lives. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gerard. 